This time on No Not the Mind Probe, episode number 60. Yo ho who Ooh. and a bottle of fun. Oh, jolly. Welcome to our no, not the main probe. And I'm just gonna you know, pirate, yeah, pirate, pirate, pirate. Did everybody get that? Is that people that we're going for? People are like, is that his Nixon? <laughs> <laughs> it is, in fact, my Nixon as well. I thought it was um, your Boutros, Boutros golly. <laughs> Some people get very confused and offended by it. Uh, but this is a podcast where you're gonna get offended, folks. You better believe it. Uh, because we watch Doctor, we watch and rank every single Doctor Who story ever, and we're ranking it our way. Like you may be offended by our choice of ranking, but that's your problem. We don't apologize for yeah, how we rank right. it. <laughs> the no holds barred Doctor Who podcast. Uh, my name is John Grant. I'm a lifelong Doctor Who fan. I've been watching it for 37, possibly 38 years at this point. I forget we, I forget when we roll over the old chronometer there, but yeah, uh, check on that. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I've been watching it for uh, almost four decades now. My name is Porter Mason. John's been asking me to watch Doctor Who for 25 years, and a year or so ago, I finally said yes. Woo-hoo. About a year and a half ago. Yeah. Uh, each episode, we look at two stories. We're going through the new Who in order We're in the Matt Smith years right now, and our Doctor Who sommelier, John, then pairs that new Who story with a classic story, John. What do we have for this uh, episode here? Well, first, just a quick note. Uh, we are recording actually these, these ep- the episode, this episode and the last one we did back to back. In the last two hours, there have been no major casting announcement announcements. In Doctor <laughs> right. Who that yes, I don't that's wear. true. So, no, no huge news. Now, in the weeks that have intervened when you're actually hearing this, who knows? But at the moment, <laughs> we are aware of nothing new. That's true. Um, yeah, this episode. Now, sometimes the connections in these episodes are tenuous or difficult to follow, but this one was a pretty easy one to pair. We're, we're talking pirates this week. Pirates. Hey, um, so we're looking at the next Matt Smith uh, Amy Rory episode um, featuring uh, the the the. I, I would say um, Hugh Bonneville uh, is a pretty star? big star. Yeah, yeah, I mean he's a, he's down Wasn't to he at that point. Um, that's a good question. I think he must have been because I think he was the guest star, so he must have been. But I, Downton I Abbey know. wasn't around. Was it? Was it? I don't. Uh, know. It's, it's been around point. for a while, and I don't know. Was he famous for other things before Downton Abbey? Let folks, let's just turn this podcast over to Hugh Bonneville for a while. Uh, <laughs> Luckily, well, he's we, calling in right now. Yeah, well, we well we looked that up. Uh, we will. Uh, it's uh, I've paired this with. Um, and honestly, so I went with just as a pirate's theme, but then actually researching it, I've discovered that uh, this episode, The Smugglers, which is a first Dr. Ben and Polly, is in fact a a, a sequel uh, to um, uh, Chris the Black Spot, a sequel that has that was produced, written, produced, and broadcast, uh, you know, about 30 years before. So, so work what? that out, who fans? Yeah. What? Um, by the way, uh, late breaking news. Mm-hmm. Uh Yes, uh, Downton Abbey started about a year before this episode oh, aired. Okay. Now I don't know if it was an immediate hit. Um, I think it was. I think it came. I think it was a was. big hit, pretty fast. Yeah. Um, because people were concerned about those those poor rich people and having to downsize, <laughs> having to downsize the real estate. That really that caught is... a world of people like, huh? We, you know, we don't pay enough attention to the plight of rich people. We think it's all easy, but it's not. That is the magic of Downton Abbey. Is that really I is. absolutely hate stories about rich people. 
and I loved Downton Abbey. <laughs> so somehow it was great. It looks like he was in a bunch of uh, stage stuff, some Shakespeare <clears throat> stuff. He was in he was in stuff, but this was definitely, I think, what, what yeah, made him a star. Um, okay, well, you know what? Uh, why don't we watch them? All right, we're going to recap these episodes. We're going to start out with Curse of the Black Spot. Weirdly, we're going to start out with the prequel now i don't know why we're doing that um yeah yeah, but uh we will start with that uh you mentioned rory amy the doctor pirates uh this aired the 7th of may 2011 uh wow 11 years ago yeah um it was the 215th story doctor who story out of 299 and it was uh just a standard 145 minute episode we have a clip that john has put together i'm gonna play that for you now uh doctor what's what's happening to me she can smell the blood on your skin she's marked you for death she a demon out there in the ocean okay groovy so not just pirates today we've managed to bag your shit where there's a demon popping in Very efficient. I mean, if something's going to kill you, it's nice that it drops you a note to remind you. Quickly now, look out the sound. What? The creature. She charms all her victims with that song. Oh, great. So put my fingers in my ears. That's your plan. Doctor, come on, let's go. Let's get back to the... uh... Oh, tracks are there. The music. <laughs> it's working on it, look. You are so beautiful. What? Oh, oh, no, I love your get-up. Oh, it's great. You should dress as a pirate more often. Huh? Okay. Hey, cuddle me shit, mate. Rory, stop! Everything is totally brilliant, isn't it? Huh? Look at these brilliant pirates. Look at their brilliant beards. I'd like a beard. <laughs> <laughs> Are yeah, a little drunk acting there always, always fun to have. <laughs> well, you know, I'll recount the plot such as it is for this. It's yeah. pretty. I don't know. Well, yeah, there's a there's a sort of a twist at the end, not twist, but a uh, they delve into some details at the end. But they land on a pirate ship. They, as you just heard, just kind of spend about five ten minutes just having fun being pirates. Yeah, yeah. And Amy's really in a cute that. little outfit and the adorable. Um, yes, Amy looking adorable in a little pirate. Very outfit. cute. Yeah. And, and showing remarkable sword fighting skills. Uh, yes. <laughs> so what we find out is that on this ship in the Atlantic. And sure. The, yeah. Um, we find out that the men on the ship, only them or other ships around. It's unclear. Anyway, um, they don't want to get hurt in any way because when they get any blood, they get this black spot on their mm-hmm. uh, palm. And then what happens shortly after is a siren appears beckoning and this when the siren appears anyone who has this black spot reacts to it like a, a siren from yeah. lore of the, they're drawn to them and when they are touched they seem to just explode and dematerialize um this happens while they're there and i think who gets the first spot amy right i don't know rory get well uh, rory, the, rory the crew rory. rory gets it yeah that's what just right happened. right well the crew the crew does but um then rory gets of course uh, uh, cut you mentioned amy get some sword fighting in they manage to hold rory back they hide <clears> away from the siren what they ultimately what the doctor sort of deduces there's this is a bit of a dr sherlock holmes episode too yeah. where he's like piecing together what's going on and he, he thinks like ah it's uh the siren can follow us around in any water because she comes back they, they hide themselves inside the ship and oh by the way the 
much of the crew seems to be killed the kill gets the crew gets killed off like pretty regularly throughout we're left with the captain and his son by the end um and uh they're hiding away in the interior of the ship they find that oh they can she can come back in a bucket of water and so they're like oh great we'll just hide over here and then we ultimately find no no it's not that it's she can she appears from reflections yeah and so then it becomes uh the gift of the magi or something like that where it's like you must actually get rid of all the shiny treasure that you've gotten captain pirate by the way the captain has a backstory that he was once a sort of rich landowner and now he's a pirate and he's like oh you gotta throw away all the the treasure and so they they do um but ultimately the siren comes back we find out he didn't throw out all the treasure there's still a crown the siren comes back. Uh, Rory gets kind of shoved overboard, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the doctor immediately says, no, nah, no, nah, he's drowned. So the only way to save him, which is sort of <laughs> funny, um, is to actually call the siren back. So she'll go get him and then espouses this idea that he has not spoken until this moment, which is uh, he, which he suddenly says, well, here's what I think. I think we should get the siren because, look, they're all like exploding but i think they must be going somewhere and then we'll probably be able to get them back right that's our best plan right <laughs> so let's just all jump into Rather the siren. rescue him yeah <clears throat> um and there's a moment before then uh, because of the the one crown the one piece of treasure that he saved he his son is dematerialized and so yeah, yeah i was gonna say a, i think you'd written out the son entirely which is a sensible move i would have done yeah so. the son is there there's a kid, and, there's a kid but he, he essentially he, he chooses the treasure over his son to some extent so it's sort of I don't know, just the, it almost could end there is just this tale of like, ah, the captain chose the treasure instead yeah. of that. And sorry, Rory died. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, the doctor is great. Any everyone's like, wow, that is the doctor ends up being correct. They are all somewhere. Uh, they've gone through in, into kind of a mirror universe and a mirror, uh, a Parallel shard world. of a different yeah. universe, universe. Uh, that appears they get through through reflection only in this geographical area again unclear yeah, i think so. so i think the the spaceship they're on is sort of marooned in the same right physical space but a different dimension different dimension yeah. and it appears through reflections and what she actually and they they were there all the crew and and his son and rory are there and what we find is that the uh the siren is actually uh is a bit of ai a, a computer uh, generated AI that is essentially the ship's doctor and takes care of people and sort of for lack of the ship's been marooned forever. The life forms that are on it are on it are long dead. So for lack of someone to take care of, she desperately like <clears throat> searches out into th- this other dimension and any humans that are remotely hurt, she grabs and puts in the infirmary. Yeah. Now notice we, she never actually heals these humans. I and she knows how, them. right? I think it's the problem. She doesn't know how to do it. She doesn't know how, because she's used to take care of her, her, this other yeah. species. Yes. So then the kind of big moment is, um, Rory, they're able to talk to Rory, but once they take him off the, uh, device that he's on, that's keeping him alive, he immediately returns to the state that he was when he was dematerialized, which right. was drowning. He was mm-hmm. lungs are full of water and he's drowning. So while he's still in the system, he explains to Amy, here's how you're going to take care of me. Um, here's how you're going to save me. And they do it. And there's a dramatic, which is sort of a CPR thing. Yeah. And I don't know. The moment was a little funny to me because 
he says this very clear thing, which he says, why, why are you asking me to do it, not the doctor? Because he says, because I know you'll never give up. But then they do it, and she kind of gives up. Yeah. And then he... And the doctor's like, eh. <laughs> Right, which, again, I don't... I buy his reasoning, because it's like, yeah, I do think the doctor would give up. I would think that she would still... Anyway, but I don't know if she totally gave up, but she definitely is pausing for an extended period of time, well, let me giving just her chest you, compressions. If, if you're getting tired of Rory dying... Buckle up, no, oh, because boy. he dies a lot, <laughs> and we've already had him die several times, and it starts to get old. And here's where it starts to get old. But yes, yeah. just prepare yourself for more Rory death coming anyway, at you. By the way, and then so the captain says, "You know what? I'm going to stay here with my son and yeah, fly whatever." Space together. Yeah, and then but then here's what I didn't get, and then suddenly at the end, all the crew and his son are awake, and they're just driving around the spaceship. I guess if they stay in the spaceship, they're fine because the thing's keeping them alive. That was Why a little big. Why can't they go me. back? I don't understand. Like, if the doctor and. Uh, well, because maybe they weren't. No, because they just had cuts on them, I think. She was just coming if they like, got a little cut on their skin. So. Yeah, and as long as you communicated to her and sort of signed the release, you were able to get off the thing. I think yeah. they just chose to do this. Yeah, I guess. So the doctor's like, all right, sure, you bloodthirsty pirates. Here's a spaceship. Have fun. Yeah, and then the yeah. yeah. Anyway, then it's an odd it episode. Yeah, this is um. So this is a um. I think we talked about this a little bit in the last episode. This is a sort of example of um, the Stephen the the, the curse of Stephen Moffat. We've we've had the wonder of Stephen Moffat and all his amazing thoughts and plot episodes, and then there's that sort of letdown of you no. Know, it's it's a pretty pedestrian episode uh it's it is it's clever ish except it's essentially a ship on the bottle they're they're just on this one it's a ship it is a ship like they're just on the ship they don't go anywhere they don't and yeah um which uh, a i think anytime television does ships and and sailing ships and we even see they just did another episode set on the sailing ship and it just it doesn't it's not convincing because it has to be done in a studio and it's just, i don't know for whatever reason they're not wildly convincing um but unfortunately this is the same story as the empty child and the doctor dances right a medical device that has gone out of control uh and you know you think it's harming people but it's actually healing or trying to heal people but doesn't know how to heal people it's very much the same story um uh that was, you know that was the one with the nano genes and captain jack in the in world war um two um so yeah it's just it's i, I find it a bit of a moffat letdown um Hubonaville is pretty good, except that I don't understand what his character is supposed to be. You know, is he a, is he a bloodthirsty pirate? Is he a misunderstood father? Is and he... then they they, they <laughs> mention enough of his backstory about who he was that it seems like they're going to go into it more, and then it's yeah. just like I don't know. Then they're kind of setting him up, Captain Avery. They're kind of setting him up to be a you know he's, he's a vicious and bloodthirsty guy, but then we're supposed to be sympathetic to him, and he's always got a kid, you know, and so that's not going to be okay. Um uh and then, yeah then you've got yeah and that just adds to the you bring drag in the kid which as, as we've s- covered well in this podcast i don't like when children get dragged into these <laughs> things and then the parents like oh the parent will do anything for the child it's just like, <laughs> so yeah it's um it's a fine episode i do i like the um i like the spirit at the beginning especially of the doctor and like having fun like oh i'm with pirates and that but we'll talk about this in the themes i'm not sure that that fits with the historical correct historical image of pirates um and sort of raises the question well wait what are, are we are we doing the fantasy about pirates or are we doing the reality of pirates here and, and how do we know the difference or how does that work um but we can talk about that in a bit but um uh yeah i mean they're they're clearly having fun and i do like amy dressing up in a pirate outfit and, and sort of marauding through the ship is kind of fun <laughs> um but yeah there's just not a lot of substance here <clears throat> all right why don't we go on to our classic episode uh as we mentioned on our 
previous episode of the podcast, this came comes direct. We've never done this before. We yeah. had two episodes where we sequentially followed the classic episodes, but now we're going backwards. We Hartnell's dead. Hartnell lives again. That's yeah, Hartnell's it. alive. Yeah. Long live Hartnell. Uh, season four, first story of this. This is the premiere. Yeah. Season premiere. Yeah, so go back to our last podcast if you want to find out what we think about event television <laughs> and how this does not fit in that. <laughs> no, it does not. Uh, aired September 10th uh, through October 1st, 1966. It's the 28th story. It is four parts. And um, as we talked a little bit about last episode, but this one very much so, uh, the whole thing's missing, right? The whole yeah, whole thing's, the whole missing. thing's missing. Whole thing's missing, except for this is interesting. So, um, uh, Australia of all places, which is mm. seems interesting, but Australia was apparently very sensitive about television uh, and had very strong censorship of television, and so many early Doctor Who episodes uh, have clips of them of clips removed that the Australian censors found too strong for children. So the only thing that remains of this episode are certain like three second clips of people being stabbed or murdered. Like just like a gruesome litany of murders that the Australian censors lopped out. And that's all that's left. Uh, and then, yes, then you have the soundtrack. Um, Wait, uh, just the murders are left? Yeah, just the murders. Because the Australians thought that was too much for the kids. And so they knocked them out. So that that's what you got. Uh, so... Yes, the irony is they, they knocked them out to... and kept the film of the murders. Yeah, because they, they I don't know why I don't know why they were kept somewhere, but uh yeah, apparently somehow that's sicko wanted to watch his cut <laughs> the super cut of Doctor yeah, Who. So, yeah, look at see look what I did. Look what I saved those kids from. Uh so but that's it. But yes, very little remains of the story. Okay. Uh well we have a oh so how it's available is you know, there's stills and the then the sound yeah. is available. Yeah. And so uh I watched it. Uh I watched a couple of there's four episodes. I watched a couple as the the stills, and then I watched a couple as a computer recreation, a oh, 3D yeah, recreation. Um, and I listen, I just did. I, I went with the official BBC audio with the narration uh, filling in the ads. Oh, oh, cool. cool. All right, so we'll talk about that. Neither worked effectively. <laughs> <laughs> Where did all this come from? Well, it was a police box, wasn't it? I what are you both doing in here? You dropped your keys. How dare you follow me into the TARDIS? The what? The TARDIS, sir. This is a vessel for traveling through time and space. Why did you follow me? I'm, I'm terribly sorry if we've annoyed you, Doctor. It was my fault, I'm afraid. But what sort of I stand back from those controls. Those controls are used for dematerializing. Dematerializing? What does that mean? You and this young lady are experiencing it. You are now traveling through time and space. Yeah, well, uh, make sure I get back by tea time, Doctor. I've got to get back to my ship by tonight. Young man, it's going to be a long time before you see your ship again. Eh? Why? When are we going to land? I don't know. That's the cause of half my trouble through my journeys. I never know. Why not? I have no control over where I land. Neither can I choose the period in which I land in. Oh. Now, you see that scanner? That is what I call a scanner up there. We get a very good view from the outside. That is a, that is a classic. <laughs> uh, towards the end in particular, well, even throughout his time, uh, as they film these close to live um, or as live. Uh, and Hartnell was notorious for many fluffs uh, of lines. And you see that scanner? I call that a scanner up there. I, I <laughs> call that a scanner up there. Uh, and he's got, you know, again, he's going downhill uh, towards the end here. And he has a number of fluffs throughout this uh, this story, including his one. Uh, I, forget, it's, I think it's in the first episode where he's 
he clearly loses his way uh and the other actor just cuts him off and keeps and just goes on it's like he's clearly lost it and uh and no idea what his line is and so they the other one just tries to help him but um uh, yeah a little sad but uh, uh, he, but at the same time he, he seems to be having fun the person that he's in he's having a good time almost almost inappropriately like oh, oh this is exciting <laughs> hey, people are dying but anyway yeah um I, i'm gonna be very brief on this this scene you just showed was sort of the most interesting part to me because it was just like oh here's how ben and polly kind of just arrived and you're kind of you just heard how ben's like i guess ben is actually a sailor right from yeah. mm-hmm. uh from modern or from the 60s yeah so they they debuted in an episode before this called the war machines and that was where they first met the doctor and it was the cliffhanger at the end of that was them bursting into the tardis but they right. didn't know this part about it. so so i thought that was fun just seeing that mm-hmm. at the beginning um and then honestly the rest of it it's like i don't know they they meet some pirates and they argue about treasure and then there's a there's kind of like you have the treasure no i'll smuggle it and then ben and polly are the smugglers then the doctor is the smuggler and (laughs) i don't know the guy's name is longfoot i don't know i I just it was very it was a real slog like sometimes these classic ones anyway are can be a slog uh sometimes i'm watching them on like a weekend afternoon and it is you're i am fighting sleep sometimes with them and this one is very much like that because there's just nothing visually to hold on to or for example how much of the computer ones and the computer ones it's like it's just weird like you don't i mean it's (laughs) i i don't know which is better the probably just the stills are are just as good but it's still might be better to give you something to hang on yes so so i i also struggle with this one i well first of all um i think i've only ever listened to this two or three times like so this is one i'm very unfamiliar with um and uh i think i've read the novelization once twice it's not well remembered by most people so it is they land in in cornwall uh they meet the church warden uh who gives them the riddle about where avery's gold is hidden this is pirate's gold um and uh the pirates are after it but then at the same time there's also a smuggling ring going on in town led by the squire uh and um and they interact somehow <laughs> um, i'm not sure they know of each other's existence but then they're looking for gold um, and the doctor, the, the church warden is killed. And so the doctor is the only one who knows this, the, the cryptic rhyme that tells where the, the gold is hidden. Uh, and so a lot of it is Captain Pike trying to get that out of him. Uh, and, uh, and there's a lot of back and forth and, and, and people, you know, you aren't sure. The squire, of course, is seen as respectable and blah, blah. But then, you know, they figure then there's the revenue man, Blake, I think, who is trying to... Um, uh, suspects the squire of smuggling and is looking for the proof of that and then there's a whole battle back and forth and eventually you know get to kill the pirates and the sm- and the squire i think he redeems himself maybe i don't know exactly um <laughs> i think there is a um and again I think, I think we are being just let down by the fact that we couldn't watch it i think there is a not necessarily particularly clever but pretty classic smuggling story like storyline there right i mean uh, um uh i'm trying to remember to say uh uh alfred hitchcock um or uh, yeah did a movie of it but a book another um uh, uh, daphne du Maurier book uh about smugglers i keep trying to blank on the name now but anyway um uh, you know that's sort of oh the the smugglers are actually local uh, you know the local respectable people that you actually uh um and you never suspect them um, I, I think there is a clever story in there, but it's just hard to follow because there are a lot of characters who all sound the same. Uh, and, uh, it's hard to figure out, it's hard to follow anything that's going on in this story. Um, 
it's uh it's very violent surprisingly violent for uh i mean a lot of people get murdered um uh, in it uh quite gruesomely um there's stabbings and swords and so forth um which those censors had quite a bit to cut out uh and you get hartnell um hartnell's clearly having fun when he's in it but you do get the sense he's being written out like there's a lot of like episode two, he's kind of captured by the pirates and we don't hear from him for a while. And then he kind of shows up once or twice, but he's really, it's the story is very much about Ben and Polly um, who are great. I, I will give, I just say they, they come off really well. And um, Ben's kind of the skeptic. Polly's the one who, uh, you know, kind of accepts things. I mean, in a sort of ridiculous way, right? I mean, like, I love that they land in the TARDIS, like, and so minutes after they've gotten into the TARDIS somewhere in London, they land on a beach in Cornwall. And then Ben's reaction is, Oh, great. Uh, you know, we're now we're going to get the train to get back home or whatever. And the doctor's like, oh, we've traveled in time as well. And he's like, no, okay, no. You know, he's like, I can accept that we have instantly transported from, you know, to the coast, but traveling in time, that's a bridge too far. That's a very funny way. It's a funny line to draw uh, in the sand on this. Um, but, you know, they end up being, I, I like the, uh, they fool the, uh, um, they fool the local village guy with witchcraft, right? They convince him that they've built a, made a voodoo doll of, and Polly is, 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 you know, under, in a trance and they convince him to, uh, to let them out. Um, and they're very, gen- just generally very resourceful, right? They, they, they carry, they're not, considering especially it's their first trip in the TARDIS through time, you know, totally, totally a fish out of water. They sort of handle it very well. Um, <laughs> and they kind of, uh, dive right into it, uh, and, and are surprisingly and resourceful and effective. Uh, it's written by Brian Hales. Uh, he had generally written sci-fi stories before this. He created the Ice Warriors. Or he will create the Ice Warriors after this. So he wrote the. I think we've done um, the Curse of Peladon, uh, which is one he wrote. And here's the here's the connection part. So again, not okay. much remembered story, not particularly significant. But Avery's gold is the Captain Avery from Curse of the Black Spot. So that, these are all Captain Avery's former sh- crewmates or former ship people who, you know, weren't on, and, and they are hunting for the gold that he, the treasure that is being talked about in the Curse of the Black Spot. Avery, that's Avery's gold. So that's so the, that's why they did all that backstory. Yeah, so that's the story here. <clears throat> um, uh, and so I think, yeah, I think it was, I think it was, you know, again, this is what happens with Doctor Who fans, right? Uh, <laughs> Doctor Who's like, oh, yeah, let's make <laughs> they're very this impressed with themselves. Yeah, like, huh? And like, uh, you know, there's no reason for it. It doesn't. It doesn't affect your enjoyment of either story, but uh, just for fun, like a fun little, a fun little, little nod in there. Um, to to again, what is not particularly remembered story? I, I I do wonder if you could see it if it um so it did have apparently extensive location filming, which was unusual for early Doctor Who. Like if they actually went to Cornwall and filmed a bunch. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think if you, maybe you could see the people and actually distinguish the characters, it might be a little bit more interesting to follow. Um, uh, you know, I mean, again, I, I feel like there was, it's, there was clearly an effort to come up with a story, right? I mean, the fact that we're actually somewhat confused by what is happening means that someone, it's not just like, ah, pirates and fight and that. It's like someone tried to come up with something and it might actually be that it's, you know, it's, it's if you could follow it with the visuals that maybe actually you'd be like, Oh, this is quite a clever little twist. Although I don't know. I mean, I feel like at the same time it's revealed that the squire is a smuggler pretty early on. At least it's not a ton of mystery to it. So yeah. I don't know. It's a good summary. That, sh- that should be a review that you can put like, I don't know. That should be, the- I want to, I want to write restaurant reviews and then just write a whole detailed thing at the end and be like, but you know, I don't know. Oh, there once was a theme in Doctor Who that John did see, and so did you. Now that theme is in one or two more episodes now. And then there's more. I, I get the sense that that was meant to be a sea shanty. It sounded more like a refrain from Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever heard that shanty, though? No. There, uh, it's called like... the... 
Curse of the Weatherman. Mm. Um, it was a big. Oh, I know why you haven't heard it because it's a big TikTok thing. A few oh, I, I don't like months TikTok, ago. So it was, um, but me. look it up. It's very, very cute. It was some, uh, some singers. Because I guess the big thing on TikTok is they'll layer over voices on top of other people's and do harmonies and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so sea shanties lend themselves quite well to harmonies. And so there was like this big long chain of like dozens of people who were recording this particular sea shanty called the Curse of the Wellerman or. Um, and uh, it's quite good. I would recommend you look well, at it. Um, as far as I'm concerned, the only TikTok is the one that appeared in the horrible Disney sequel, Return to Oz. Uh, <laughs> that is that is the only TikTok that I acknowledge, and uh, it's, it's that's why I draw the line here. Uh, uh, well, I'm sorry, might. we're adherents of the repeating teams yeah. here on Known on the Mind Probe, and yeah. uh, we like to pick out themes now. What possibly links these two episodes? It's a, it's a it's a it's a thin gossamer thread, but we can pull it out if we if we are if we're diligent. It's pirates, um, and uh, I I'm interested in talking about it because I think I think this this is um we we say romanticist, but we we find pirates fun, right? I mean, generally we depict pirates as oh, there's jolly singing and out on the ocean and and sailing around and finding treasure and adventures and all that kind of stuff. Um, and we really stick to that. Uh, I mean, it's, it's just throughout. I mean, you know, you get Treasure Island as a, a you know, you read as a kid and then you know, tons of stories and, you know, either Pirates and Swiss Family Robinson. Uh, they're, you know, we... They, they Pirates get of the Caribbean has been Caribbean. Disney lore forever. Yeah, and we tend to, we make Pirates this great figures of fun and whatnot. Um, and they weren't. They were murderers and yep. criminals and rapists. Uh, and quite terrible. Um, and so it's, it's just interesting. Is like, why are we, and, and especially now when we're going through this reckoning with history, right? Where we're like, these things that we said were great uh, or are things to admire really are not. Why we haven't hit pirates in the same way? And I don't, I'm curious what you think. <clears throat> uh, pirates, among many other things, did quite a bit of raping, I yeah, imagine. Yeah, yeah, terrible. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know. And and especially funny to me, not only because to me, one of the things that just came to mind when you were saying that is we also love in modern day, we love movies about the mafia and hitmen and stuff like that. Yeah. And we glamorize that. But this is even weirder because we like to do pirate stuff for kids. Like right. there's lots of like kids pirate things. <laughs> the kid is a, I'm a I think I'm. <laughs> I think even Jim Gaffigan, I think even does a bit about that where he's like, oh, yeah, let's dress him up as a pirate. He's like, you can't dress him up as Hitler. That's still a line there. <laughs> but anything else, the pirate's okay. I really don't know. Basket. I don't get it. I think it must just be the garb, um, which for some reason attracts people like the, the dress up part of it because I've never understood it. I don't really care for pirate stories. I think there's something about stories like, you know, people like, for example, there's those long uh series of novels master and commander of like oh yeah just like life at sea and stuff like that yeah, and it's interesting stuff, people sure. um but <clears throat> pirates i don't know they're just they've been the source of stories forever i mean that's really how pirates would get famous is that it'd get passed around as like bedtime stories right like yeah scary adventure stories but somehow it, it became so um uh, around probably around the time of cinema when it was recreated and they in the early 20th century where they, they couldn't like show anything that bad so it sure. was this very homogenized version of pirate tales and then that just became so that then that went through a couple of photocopies and then you're left with just this like silly yeah. pirate thing that and i suppose we don't there's nothing 
I mean, yes, there is still piracy today, but it's not, it's not the pirate. It's not, it's not, so there's nothing that like be like, Oh, you know, you're lightning something that is, is still a significant problem. Although still, I, I don't know. It's like, no, there was that whole thing off the Somali coast. Yeah, no, for exactly. a while, I mean, yeah. hijacking and stuff like that. So, I mean, I, I, yeah, it's we like, I mean, we can't, I'm, I'm reading an, an amazing book right now. Um, it's a fiction. It's called um, the last days of night, which is a fantastic title. Um, but it's about uh, it's a sort of fictionalized version of the lawsuit between Thomas Edison and, and George Westinghouse over the patent for the light bulb. It's a great book. I and mean, Tesla appears and all that kind of stuff. Um, but there's there's one where I'm like, oh, yeah, we hate Thomas Edison right now. Like this guy was like, you know, there was a time when Edison invented the light bulb and he was the right. most wonderful bidder on it. And it's like, no, no, we hate him. Like everybody hates him now. <laughs> He's not depicted in a good way <laughs> in anything that comes up. Um, even Dr. Who, they've got an episode where Edison appears and Tesla appears. Is it, and he's just because, and I really know very little about him. He's, he's just, he's very ruthless. Sure. Yeah. He, I mean, he was pretty ruthless. He, uh, he, he sort of, they, they say he stole patents or, you know, that he was, he's stealing ideas from other people or he sort of, uh, I mean, he, 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 um, he, he had uh, direct current versus alternating current, right. Him and Tesla. Right. And like, he went through all these efforts to basically show that, um, you know, uh, alternating current was going to kill every, he did experiments to convince people it was deadly and going to kill them. Like he was ruthless. Um, and so, yeah, like it totally, his image is like, ah, oh, this was be the correct image. And even, you know, um, uh, Dr. Who got a little bit of uh, trouble for, um, showing, um, Queen Victoria in a positive light, right? That uh, it was that the, the wolf episode, yeah. Uh, and there were people who were like, "Wait a second, she was, you know, she's homophobic and she was a religious zealot and she was actually quite cruel." And you've kind of made her a light figure of fun, and like we're just we're so sensitive right now about accurate depictions of history, and yet pirates kind of sail through. <laughs> no, <laughs> no one rem- <laughs> so one thing it reminds me of, um, we don't romanticize it quite as much. But we definitely do romanticize or have in years past bank robbers, right? Like Bonnie and Clyde yeah. and that kind of thing. And um, I always thought it was funny because, again, they'd, they'd kill people. But generally, you felt like the bank robbers, people rooted for them. And then during the period where that was kind of a thing, because it's like they were almost they weren't quite Robin Hood figures, but it was kind of like that idea of, well, they're stealing money, but they're stealing it from these banks. We hate the banks. Yeah. And they're not killing people they're not like going in and like maniacally killing pe- like the people in the bank they, like they'll kill the cops if they try to stop them but like they're not you know and some some so somehow they were like that's okay they became folk heroes in a similar yeah, way yeah. um so the, maybe the pirates was, that was kind of a thing too is that hey they're going in they're stealing this gold from the merchant ships the King's gold or these merchant yeah. ships yeah um so maybe that was part of it too that there was a bit of a like Stick it to the man, like yeah, yeah, right, maybe yeah. yeah. There's no rule. Some you know, how exciting to live in a world. There's no rules. You make your own rules, and and you know if we down, if you downplay the rape, um, <laughs> which, which again my note on a lot of things. I'm like you know, great story, good thing. Downplay the rape. Turn down the rape. I, I think if we turn that down, that knob a little bit, we better. There's probably too the with the pirate thing in particular. There's a a big element of of escapism of maybe I could just like run off. It's like running off and joining the circus. Like you, you could just suddenly like, I, you know, a lot of them were just True. sort of these, uh, you know, sailor criminal folks or, but some of them were like, I could just like this guy we mentioned in the previous story. 
oh, I was just a rich landowner and I just kind of ran off and became a pirate. I was, yeah. you know, lead sure. another and life. Most of the stories are like uh, uh, Treasure Island and stuff are, yeah, the kid who just runs off and stows away on the ship but then becomes, you know, mate on the pirate ship or whatever. And But to your point, it doesn't change the fact of the matter that it's like, but the reality of like anyone and any of these people, any of these figures is that like they sounded pretty terrible. Yeah, they'd be <laughs> awful and they would probably just murder you if you ran into them. Um, and so, yeah, you wonder, is, so, you know what? Pirates, on notice, your reckoning is coming. You know, watch out. If, if it can get Edison, it can get you, and uh, we'll be ripping down those pirate statues. Uh, you watch out, America. America <laughs> have any pirate statues? America will only go about 150 years honoring uh, traitors and murderers and enslavers before we before we turn around. So watch out, <laughs> watch out. <laughs> All right, sorry, I was a bit slow in the uptake on that one. Sorry, you know, uh, we we could fill some time because it turns out when both episodes are a little weak, we are we rocket through this. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. I, I don't know. I mean, we could use a light episode. Yeah. Uh, there, John. There are two hundred ninety nine official Doctor Who television stories. We have ranked one hundred and eighteen of them. We're going to get to one twenty today. Uh, yeah. So I will let you know my ranking. Please do. Uh, let me scroll to the bottom of this. <laughs> Let's go downtown. Um, Curse of the Black Spots, I ended up putting pretty low. I got to, I don't know if this is always a, a backstop for me, but I got to uh, the Doctor Who movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I said, I liked it more than that. Okay. So that's where I put it. <laughs> um, I, it might be the lowest. No, it's not because Fear Her, there are a couple others down there, yeah. 11 Monsters. Um, but uh, yeah, I have it 104. Okay. Uh, out of 120 uh curse the black spot and then the smugglers it got near the edge there um, yeah. and again i really do think i'm i'm of course it plays into it the fact that it's completely uh tell us that but you know what uh the other one was too or most of it was and that was that dalek episode oh Power yeah. of, Power evil of the dalek? Dalek. yeah evil, evil dalek. Dalek. Yep. um and i i like that one. yeah yeah and so anyway um 115 out of 120 is where i ended up mm-hmm. uh just below paradise towers mm-hmm. and just above fear her i couldn't go below fear her. yeah no, that's that's a line a lot of us are afraid to cross <laughs> where did you end up with these that's dark uh yeah i'm kind of in the same boat um uh curse of the black spot i've got that number 85 uh, 84 uh just above the vampires of venice um, I think I ended up there because um, uh, I, I, it's a, it's a solid episode in the genre, which is kind of what I thought Vampires of Venice was. It's like, okay, yeah, if you want to do a story yeah, about vampires, it's not a lot, it's not remarkable, but it's kind of sure you could this could be a thing, and it's got a, it attempts to have a clever little twist on it, which I think might have been more clever if they hadn't already done that twist in other episodes of the the medical computer that's gone wrong or whatever. Um, so, you know, solid effort and, and you know, elevated, of course, by Matt Smith and Karen Gillan and Arthur Darvill, always being good with their acting, which is annoying. <laughs> um, and yeah, Smuggler is the same thing. I just couldn't bring my, I, again, I feel like if I, if you watched it, it might have actually been a really interesting par- uh, period piece, you know, with good costumes that they were clearly try, having fun and trying to do a pirate episode, but it's just impossible to follow with audio only. Um, and I struggled with it. Uh, so I've got that at number uh, 109. Around the arc, below the arc, above just above the mind robber, uh, and, and you know, again, probably could have gone lower, but I've, I've just like I think there was something there, but I just didn't see it. Um, literally, did not see it, uh, and so it was hard to 
hard to go much better there. Um, uh, so yeah, it's, it's, it's down towards the, down towards the basement. I'll still, you know, still not as bad as timeless and vengeance and bars and edge of the bottom. Bottom. But, uh, I, it, in my you know hear about that. <clears throat> It's funny compared to it's a good comparison to to uh, Vampires of Venice, and I think for me it's just a a fading. When I ranked that, it was still like, hey, it's Matt Smith and yeah, yeah, <laughs> Karen Gillan, um, and now it's like, yeah, there's a lot of episodes with them, so I'm okay ranking this lower. Yeah, they've um, got to start carrying their own weight now. Yeah. Uh, but plugging it into the ranking supercomputer that we have down here, you're like, number one. So Schmace just quarters. the rankings are broken somehow. Yeah, I don't know. I had to fix this program. <laughs> um now the smugglers clocks in at 114 out of 120 mm-hmm. and curse of the black spot is tied for 97th Ooh. with the arc okay yeah. um which we yeah. it's funny the, the the arc is one we ranked similarly different so oh, yeah the arc, i ranked said. 80th you ranked 108 uh curse of the black spot i ranked 104th you ranked 84th mm-hmm. um and i'm just gonna mention why don't we mention our bottom episodes? Yeah, we haven't talked about that. Here's the bottom. So right after the smugglers, oh, do we have some episodes for you? <laughs> uh, we have six episodes actually because 115 has a tie. Mm-hmm. So here are your bottom five, bottom six, uh, Doctor episodes according to No Not the Mind Probe. The Mind Robber is tied with Vengeance on Varos. Two just real great ones. <laughs> Fear her. I believe yeah. that's the only new one we have at the bottom. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, then Time Lash, The Edge of Destruction, and then clocking into the very bottom, Time yeah. and the Ronnie. Yep. Yeah. Interestingly, of those, I would probably watch Time and the Ronnie before some of the others. So it's interesting that um, I'd watch Vengeance on Varos just because it was it's it has a place in my heart of just being the worst one that I saw very early on yeah. in this whole yeah. exercise. But but yeah. And I would maybe watch Edge of Destruction again. It just it yeah, that, no, I don't know. Now that I'm thinking about it, maybe not. The mind uh, robber. And you timeless you liked Herbert. So I mean, you know, I did like Herbert. Yeah, yeah, action yeah. there. But yeah, no. Um uh don't worry, we have some I think we'll have some coming up that are gonna buy for that that bottom slot. We still got we still got some space in there. <laughs> oh, those those may rise, uh, but uh yeah, we're not we're not through the doldrums necessarily yet. At the top, by the way, got the eleventh hour, Inferno, City of Death, Silence in the Library, Force of the Dead, Robot. Just some some great episodes. Yeah, up that's here. that's true. That's folks. Listen, I don't know how, if you've ever encountered rankings before, mm. but mm. you should stick to the top if you want to see the good stuff. Mm. That's that's just that's my little <laughs> tip on how to read these complicated mathematical <laughs> structures. <laughs> well, look, if you want to wonder about how we ranked these uh mm. and how did john rank them how did porter rank them how yeah, did they rank together yeah what if you only looked at the new episodes what if you looked at the classic episodes you could do all of this if you went to no not the mind probe uh no that's not what yeah, you would do don't go to that <laughs> if you went to mind that's porn, porn. that's porn <laughs> at, at some point i did buy that uh url but i think it is probably porn by now uh mindprobe.show mindprobe.show you can pornographers see are like yeah how do we how do we get a lot of people Ooh, what if we we want to trick the mindprobe fans that's how we that's how we bring in the the eyes and of course growing up john and i both used to have just an old uh pornograph machine and that's how we would watch our porn put the acetate on there <laughs> um <laughs> anyway you can go to mindprobe.show and 
and uh, we're we're just a little silly tonight. Yeah, because oh, there's we've had a case of the silly to talk about. <laughs> I'm um, William Conrad. I'm William. Conrad. <laughs> I just rewatched that the other day. Uh, MST3K. <laughs> Who would need this except Aiden Quinn, and he's dead. Look up the William Conrad fridge alert, uh, which was an invention exchange from Mystery Saint Theater Mr. 2000, Sanford. recently rebooted via Kickstarter. I'm a supporter of that. Huh? Check it out. There's some new episodes. It's really great. You can get um uh, essentially a streaming service where you can watch all the old episodes it's yeah. very cool yeah. um so plug for that <laughs> yeah. go do that but also go to mindprobe.show please subscribe to the podcast if you aren't already please tell your friends neighbors family uh, about the show ask them to take a listen and of course we'd appreciate a rating on uh, itunes or spotify or whatever podcast network you uh or podcast directory rather you listen to us on because that helps the, the only way new people hear about the show is if you tell them right because uh, we won't we, we will not and if you did, did you see the thing facebook apparently has decided to stop promoting podcasts yeah like, we're right, out yeah. now, hopefully yeah. not just ours hopefully just generally i mean it'd be terrible they, <laughs> no this is pathetic and we're stopping yours <laughs> uh, by the way you can also check out the watch order on the search you can check ahead to next week to see what we're uh, or or in future weeks uh, to see what we're going to be uh, talking about on the show. Um, John, one day I may you... add notes again, but you know I'm way behind on that. But I oh I, yes, I'm, John th- I'm definitely notes. thinking about it in my what, head. Uh, what are we going to watch next week? Yeah, so I, this was a gap that I inadvertently left. I think because of the impossibility of pairing this story. So next I'm week, I'm just going to say it was because of COVID. Yes, next week uh, we have the doctor's wife, uh, the intriguingly named doctor's wife, um, which is written by Neil Gaiman. Uh, so very oh, so I see. So the watch order is wrong on the yeah, see. yeah. Okay. So uh, so we have uh, Kirsten Black. Then we should have the doctor's wife. Um, and honestly, uh, there is no other story quite like it. Uh, and so what I've paired it with is when I think is when we need to watch um, uh, for uh, tender things later. Uh, it's not available on BritBox, but an adventure in space and time it is the docudrama that was made around the 50th anniversary that shows uh, how the uh, that basically dramatizes the uh, origin of Doctor Who um, and sort of the producer, director and William Hartnell and how they came to Doctor Who, how the series was created at the BBC. Um, it's a fine. It's written by uh, it's written by. Uh, Mark Gatiss, uh, who is super gay uh, still, uh, <laughs> and uh, it's um, uh, you'll find it on BritBox. Um, and it's sort of uh, the Doctor's Wife it touches on origins. Both both stories, you know, Doctor's Wife fictional origins, Adventure Time Space, um, uh, uh, real life origins of Doctor Who. So um, it'd be an interesting uh, contrast. I mean, frankly, again, another very tenuous link, but uh, I think it'd be there's a lot to talk about with both stories. But uh, um, yeah, so uh, so an interesting uh, interesting one coming up. Okay, I'll get this set up here. Well, I gotta I gotta refigure all of this. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but you should you should be able to find an adventure in time and space on the BritBox. Okay, uh, it right. won't be under one of the doctors, but it'll be under the additional uh, stuff. And you will get to see the uh, fantastic David Bradley uh, play William Hartnell, um, which becomes very significant um, as fun. time moves on. Uh, but uh, you'll get it, and uh, and then you also get Sasha Dewan as the uh, as Waris Hussein, the first Doctor Who director. Um, and uh, yeah, and it's interesting. I'll give you I'll do a little preview. Um, they actually so they recast, of course, the entire first Doctor team to play. Uh, and they recreate a number of scenes from stories. It's kind of fun. Um, and then big finish, of course, like, aha. And so then they took all of those actors and then started doing first doctor audio stories with them. Basically, like, well, these are the, these were the actors who played the actors playing the first doctor team. We've now got them playing. It was big finish. 
just if they can see an opportunity, they'll take it. But uh, anyway, lots of interesting stuff. My God. Yeah. Well, I can't wait to watch it. Here's to that. Raise your mug of grog or something. (laughs) Stop briefly your raping (laughs) so that you can raise your your sun-kissed soda diet, hopefully. So, uh, Riff Tracks, uh, which are the Mystery Science Theory people, they have done a few Doctor Who's. Um, uh, oh. They've done uh, the five Doctors, um, which we've got coming up, uh, and a few other ones. Uh, they've done the Peter Cushing movies. Uh, I have, I went to see them when they did the five Doctors. They did it, you know, they do it in, like, live from one theater, and you can go watch it simulcast in other theaters. Um, uh, you know, as a, as a Doctor Who fan, of course, you get a little nervous about people making fun of your show. And it's done with love. It was I'm done sure. with love. Yeah, it was, it was actually very funny, uh, and, they, uh, and they were pretty good. Uh, so by my Doctor Who group here, we just watched the, them doing one of the Peter Cushing movies, and it was good. It was great. Did they do the movie, the TV movie? Uh, I think they had them, actually. I'm not sure that you can get a lot of them on Amazon. So is this new uh, Kickstarter? Is this them? Is this the original? Is this the Netflix one that was just done? And like, who is the So it's several people who are involved with the a few of those things, but Joel is is running it. Oh, okay. Um, but he is not the host. The ho- Joel is running it, and he's Mike involved. Is but um, it's the host from the most recent Netflix one. Oh, okay. All right. And then some other folks. So it's a mixture of new and old folks. But like I said, part of it is that they have the vault of the stuff from before. Um, it's funny. It's one of those things in, in digital media days. It's like, do I go in and watch all of them? It's like, no, but I like having them. And yeah, I, I like paying like to have them there and there. And like, <laughs> I could watch them. I watched the, the one of the first ones they were releasing and re-showing was the one with the William Conrad for uh, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. I can't remember what movie it was. I don't remember anyway, movie either. Um, yeah. It's um, uh, a brief confluence of the series. Remember, it happened because Comedy Central had time, and they like, here's two hours of content. <laughs> okay. <Yep. laughs> Similar to how this podcast started. Amen. Amen. Mindprobe.show.